everyone, and welcome to In the Nest Breakdown, your breakdown of everything sports, from the New England Patriots to BC hockey and everything in between. I'm Vanessa, and thank you so much for listening. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Michael Quentin Williams. Mr. Williams is a BC alum and former student athlete. During his time at BC, Mr. Williams was a leader and on the football team during the Flutie era. Today, he is a leader off the field in one of the most important subjects facing America. As we start today's episode, I just wanted to say if it would be great if you could share with our listeners why you initially chose BC, you know, with being one of the star athletes out of your high school with so many great opportunities, why Boston College? Well, thank you for that question. I must first say I wasn't the captain of our team at BC. Oh. I was in high school. Okay, uh, we, had, we had some great captains at, uh, at BC while I was there. Uh, and I, I feel honored to have gone to Boston College and to have played during those, those incredible years. I chose BC because it gave me the mix of academia and athletics that I was looking for. I was, uh, I, I was living in a challenged uh, situation at home mm-hmm. because we didn't have many resources. And I thought that I wanted to kind of double down on my opportunities. I wanted to either succeed in academia or athletics or both. And I didn't want to choose one or the other. I was recruited by some Division One teams, uh, schools, and and they they were good institutions, but we knew they were football factories. And then I was also recruited by some very formidable academic institutions like West Point and Yale, but I wanted to play major college football. And so Boston College offered exactly what I wanted. Yes, definitely a good, we have a great mix here with both sports and academics. It's a lot of fun as a fan of the sport to watch. (laughs) So I just wanted to also quickly ask if you could share your journey since leaving BC, especially through your nonprofit dedication to community. Sure, and another thank you for asking me that question. Uh, When I left BC, I graduated with a degree in economics and then went to law school after Having taking about a year and a half off. During that year and a half, I couldn't find a job. I um, was caught in a, a downturn in the economy. So um, as I was looking for work, I found an opportunity as a bouncer. So I was a <laughs> bouncer in New York City at one of the largest clubs in New York City. And this was during the height of the crack epidemic. So it was quite dangerous. Um, but a lot of fun too, because there were so many people who I worked with who were extraordinary individuals. We had um, uh, one of my bouncer friends, Vin Diesel. It was Mark Vincent at the time. Oh and wow! He was an aspiring actor, and we had several people like that who I worked with, and uh, so it was an exciting time. I also worked as a law clerk at a at a law firm on Wall Street. So I I did get that opportunity to figure out what I wanted to do during that time after graduation. And working with that law firm helped me to figure out, you know, where I wanted to go in life. And going into the law was that thing. So I applied to St. John's University School of Law. I got in. And I studied labor law because I wanted to be an entertainment attorney. And 
uh, graduated from, from law school and worked for a little bit as a lawyer with a med mal defense firm. But I was, I had already applied for the FBI. I applied to be a special agent with the FBI and I got in and then worked as an FBI agent, later worked as a federal prosecutor and then worked for the NFL, the NBA and the Jacksonville Jaguars and had really the time of my life doing some things that I never thought were possible. I didn't know that world existed. And it all, it all opened up my world. It expanded my horizon uh, greatly. And um, then when, when I got to a certain point with the MBA, I got a call and that call was not a call that I, I welcomed. It was a call saying you're fired. Um, so a friend of mine who is a coach, a former coach, Chris Palmer once told me, in sports, you are nobody until somebody fires you. And that proved to be correct. As a front office person, I was fired uh, by the NBA, along with about five other presidents of what we called the D League at the time. It's now the G League. It's a minor league for the NBA. They decided they wanted to move the league to another region. And so they got rid of us. And it was one of the best things that could have happened to me, although it didn't feel too good at the time, because it forced me to pursue my entrepreneurial interests. And I opened up a law firm, a media company, and I opened up a consultancy. Uh, I'm a speaker as well. And, and then I opened, I founded uh, my family's foundation. Um, we founded Dedication to Community. Dedication to Community was created for the purpose of empowering society through education in the area of justice. That's great. And I understand that BC has recently partnered with dedication to communities through BC Athletics. What does this mean for your organization and also for BC? Well, again, the honor is ours because, you know, it's my alma mater. So I feel really close to this and it's uh, family. BC is family to me. So we're working with the athletics department in the areas of ju- in the area of justice, talking about diversity, belonging, and equity, and and how we can use the platform of the student athletes, coaches, and front office people, using those leadership platforms to build relationships on campus and then in life as our student athletes go through life. So we are uh, educating our student-athletes, our coaches, front office people uh, at BC about these issues of justice. Yes. And it means the world to us. We, we are very excited about uh, being back up in Boston and working with, with uh, Boston College. Do you see any difference in students today in their community awareness versus when you went to school? You know, there is a difference, and I think the difference is the result of um, we're just getting smarter generation to generation, (laughs) but we're also having greater access to each other through technology. We're able to create our own platforms through social media, and because of that, I think your generation is in a better position to make change than our generation. Our generation really, I think my generation disappointed your generation because we didn't, we were sitting on the shoulders of those before us, those who 
did the hard work during civil rights, for example, and we, um, we had this opportunity to build on what they have done and we didn't quite meet the grade. Uh, so now we have an opportunity to educate your generation to do something to, to stand for what those generations before us stood for. And that's exciting to me because we have some ground to make up. Um, your, your generation is doing some work that is far beyond anything I thought was possible for young people. And, uh, and you're creating a standard that's pretty high. We need to meet that standard, my generation. I'm 55 years old. And, and we are seeking to do that. But to answer your question, this generation of young people is, is so, it's a fantastic generation. Um, desirous of learning and changing um, and, and correcting what needs to be corrected. Yeah, you're, you're in a good space and you have this technology that gives you the tools to, to do the work. As a person from that generation, thank you for that compliment, it's amazing. And I guess a few questions I also had was, how do you believe that sports on the field have transferred into your life off the field being a former athlete yourself and just kind of going into, again, like what you're doing today? Sports, the one thing it taught me that it was essential for any level of success is grit. It, it, it taught me no matter what is happening, no matter what the challenge is, just to keep your head down, keep your chin up, but keep your head down and to just go get it. And that, that's been instrumental for me because I've suffered many challenges, but overcome them because of what sports taught me. That's incredible. Thank you so much. And I guess a little fun light question for um, the episode is, I'd like to ask a lot of my guests this question is, what was your favorite moment at BC? It can be on or off the field, but what was your favorite moment? Um, as I think about it, my favorite moment was probably the first day uh, when I stepped onto campus mm-hmm. because it felt like my world just opened up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was, you know, coming from where I came from, we didn't have these kinds of opportunities at our, at our doorstep. We had to every now and then find folks who would inspire us by making it out and doing something special mm-hmm. and going to college or, or playing sports in college. So when I stepped onto that campus, it really uh, opened my eyes to the fact that anything is possible. So that, that had to be the, the, that and, you know, the graduation day was, was a big day, but that first day was really special. That's beautiful. And is there any advice you'd like to share with students today or student athletes just in general? Yeah, I, I think just as whether you're a student or a student athlete, no matter what you are, I'd, I'd say, Ensure that you, you examine the dreams that you have mm-hmm. but don't, and don't become defined by the limitations of those dreams. Mm-hmm. Because my dreams were, um, I just wanted to get a job. That's basically what my dream was coming into to college. And I, I didn't know that the world was much bigger than that. 
I, I, I just had a limited view. And I think no matter what our dreams are, no matter what they are, not to limit ourselves by those dreams, because there's a good chance that our destiny is larger than even we believe it to be. So dream big, but dream outside the limitations of those dreams as well. Coinciding with that question, what does it mean to you to be a BC Eagle? Well, it means the world. You know, I, I have my best, some of my best friends are, are the folks I went to school with or alums from BC. It's a family. And, you know, going through the, uh, the challenges and the times of thriving in life together, uh, I've, I feel as though this, this is um, an extension of my family, close-knit family. So it means the world to me to have attended BC, to have graduated from BC, to have played football, ran, I ran track as well at BC. To have done all of that means a great deal. But the friends are what, th those friends are the most important things uh, in my, in my uh, BC experience. Thank it you. means the world, always and uh, forever an eagle. Thank you. Well, one final question I'd like to ask is, I understand that you weren't a captain, but how did you take leadership roles and leadership skills and how did you apply them on the field? What did that kind of look like? Or and like, how did you apply them off the field? Well, I, I always, whether I was um, the best student or not, the best athlete or not, I just wanted to display through action that I was giving everything I could. And that, that effort, was the way I displayed leadership. So you, you knew you were gonna get 100% of me. And whatever that 100% meant to, to everybody, you knew you could count on me for 100%. Mm -hmm. So I think our leaders have to show through action, not just words, uh, that they are there to lead. And that's what I... I, I attempted to do that every time I was on the field, off the field, in the classroom with friends. Perfect. Thank you so much. And just thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here and to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it so much. This is my pleasure. Anytime you want me to come back, please just ask. It was really a pleasure to do this. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Williams, and thank you so much for listening. In the Nest Breakdown is now available on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and Google. You can follow us there or follow us on Instagram at InTheNestBKDN.